He was a local paperboy who became a Wall Street tycoon. The thing that I admired about Reginald Lewis is a take-charge kind of a guy. Breaking racial barriers in the corporate world. Reg Lewis, in many ways, was the Jackie Robinson of business. He bought a global conglomerate, 64 companies across 31 countries. No African-American has done ever a big deal like that. Reginald F. Lewis, pioneer. What's up, family? That's what I want to talk about today. I know we're going to do a history lesson, sort of. But I wanted to talk about a lot of times our people get very little credit when it comes to business. But today I want to talk about a brother who passed away back in 1993. Pretty much the early part, I believe it was January. He passed away in 1993. He's a brother who was considered at the time, now this was back in the 80s, to ever, ever be the first to have a billion dollar business. Not a million dollar business. A billion dollar business. This brother has quotes that live throughout time. One of the quotes, the dream is free, but the hustle is sold separately. I'm going to say it again. The dream is free, but the hustle is sold separately. It's uh. It's very, it's interesting when you say that because we can dream for free, but the hustle is sold separately, meaning you got to get out there and you got to put in the work. You got to burn some hours. And sometimes that's what we as black people, we fail to do. Here's another one by our brother, Reginald F. Lewis. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. I'm going to say it again. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Those are quotes. When you look at them, they're very interesting quote because it's true. You can have all the talent in the world. But if you ain't doing nothing with it, somebody with some hard work who works hard, got a good hard work ethic. Go out there and outperform all the talent in the world. If it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. If it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. Okay, there's another one of our brother's quotes. Basically, if you can't learn from a challenge, then basically you will pretty much stay the same. And that's true. If you can't learn from a challenge, you will pretty much stay the same. Our brother went to Harvard Law School. Harvard Law School. 
But this is the interesting thing about him going to Harvard Law School. Harvard Law School is probably considered, well, Harvard is considered one of the best universities, I'm sorry, universities in the world, not just America, but in the world, Harvard. But number one in the States. Now, Brother Lewis went to Harvard Law School. But the funny thing about that, he didn't apply. They wanted him. That's how deep this brother was. They wanted him. He didn't apply. He was accepted without even applying. What does that tell you? All it tells you is somebody saw something in this brother and they knew. And we're talking about back in the 70s, 60s. You're talking about Harvard. More likely, you're talking about what? Yeah, probably in the 60s. I believe 60s. I remember 60s. So you, you're talking about black folks wouldn't even granted to get near Harvard. But here's a brother who went out there and somebody saw him. They saw his work ethic. And they said, you know what? We got to have that brother. And they went out there and they got him. The whole point of all of this is we as people, we as black people, if we put in the work, we could do it. No matter how old you get, you just got to put in the work and you have to believe in yourself and you have to believe in what you're doing. See, we like to put up there, well, you know, uh, Robert Johnson, the former owner of BET, uh, was the first black billionaire. Mm, not quite. We like to put up there, oh, Oprah Winfrey, you know, people Chris Rock used to make in his uh, jokes. He's always, oh, Oprah always with her counting her money. We always throw Oprah Winfrey uh, into it because Oprah was more likely the first noticeable, even before Bob Johnson, because Bob Johnson, basically, he had a, he was a hit and that was it. Because once Bob Johnson, a former owner of a BET, once he got a divorce from his, uh, his wife, his billionaire status basically went out the window. It wasn't like he was a billionaire for some time. He was a billionaire. And then once the divorce hit, half his uh, wealth went to his wife. So he really, he was the first, uh, he was the first, he was a billionaire. If that's how you, you want, I won't say he the first, but they like to say, oh, you know, he was the first, but he really wasn't. Reginald F. Lewis built a billion-dollar business. Basically, it's the same thing. Wasn't they built a billion-dollar business? Robert Johnson built a billion-dollar uh, TV network. He started, I believe, for like six hours a day, and he built it up into a billion-dollar business. Viacom bought him up. And after that, you know, uh, that's history. But we're not talking about Robert Johnson today. We're talking about Robert F. Lewis. Robert F. Lewis built a business, and as it stated in the openings, not only that, he was the first to ever do a major deal overseas. In order to really grow your business, you have to do business overseas, and he done that. Reginald F. Lewis. Reginald F. Lewis. This brother came out with a book in the late, no, I'm sorry, in the, in the 90s. 
It was called, Why Should White Men Have All the Fun? Why Should White Men Have All the Fun? And you know what? I'm going to ask that question myself. Why should white people have all the fun? What's wrong with black people going out there and actually doing something besides doing nothing? We can do whatever we want to do when we put our minds to it and we put in the work. But a lot of times we just want everything for free. We don't want to really put in the work. Reginald F. Lewis, he put in the work. He put in the work as a child. He had a paper route. He put in the work. People could see then how a tenacious businessman he was becoming even at the age of, what, six with his paper route. If you want something bad enough, you'll go out there and you'll do it. I might say you go out there. A lot of people, if they want something bad enough, they'll go out there and they'll steal and do some crazy stuff that's, you know, unethical. But I'm not talking about people doing something that's unethical. I'm talking about somebody who's doing something that's ethical. And putting in hard work. You know, that goes back to our little sister who passed away last week. What did she do? She started at uh, working a little odd job like Popeyes and whatnot. And then she built her hair business up. I'm talking about our little sister Harrison. But the thing about hard work we think because we get a certain age or if something is not working out for us that we give up. We just say forget it and give up. We're not the type of people that give up. We used to be the type of people that didn't give up. Now, I don't know. We don't have as many. It's like when one thing fails, if you see the sign of failure, what happens? You eventually, oh, that's not going to work and you don't want to do it anymore. But as you can tell, you're into a fight. And if you're not willing to put in the hard work, like our brother, no, I'm sorry, like our brother, Reginald F. Lewis, you're going to lose the war. You're already losing the fight. You're going to lose the war as well. Because hard work, white folks identify with not to say that all of them work hard because they don't. The ones who sit up and think they're elite over you. They respect hard work. When you don't work hard, people are not going to respect you. Even your own kind's not going to respect you. That's why you have to respect when you see the Latino brothers and sisters out there selling uh, uh, whatever they're selling. Uh, flowers, apples, oranges. They're selling these little fruits, have, opening these little fruit stands, selling their foods or uh, whatnot. They're putting in the work. See, they're not waiting around for somebody to give them a handout. Black folks sometimes are sitting around waiting for everybody to give them a handout. I'm not talking about everyone, so don't give me that stuff about I said everyone because I just said I didn't say everyone, and I don't mean everyone, but a good majority Hard work. The brother Reginald F. Lewis started Beatrice Foods. Beatrice Foods is basically all over the world, pretty much. Or it was. Still may be. But when that brother passed away in 93, he had a daughter. 
and his wife. So I, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure they kept the uh, they kept the company intact. Listening to his his daughter Christina Lewis, she's now married. Very smart businesswoman in her own right. He didn't have a son. He had a daughter. But we're talking about a brother who went out there and he did it. He went out there, shrewd businessman. When you hear people talking about him, you ought to check him out. Check out his book, Why Should White Men Have All the Fun? It came out in the 90s. You should check it out. Brother was a smart man. I wanted to put this out because, you know, uh, we always wait to Black History Month. Our kids always get something in Black History Month. And it's the same old, same old each and every year. You get a Martin Luther King speech. You might get a little bit of Harriet Tugman. You might even get a little bit of Jackie Robinson. But a lot of our history is not just based on those three individuals. A lot of our history is based on individuals you never see or hear of. Uh, people don't know that pretty much all these inventions that you see, black man was the one who started them. But the thing about it, he just didn't have money for the patent. So what happens, as always, when you don't have money, somebody will come, take your idea, and use it as their own. I don't have to go into detail on that. But yeah, a lot of these inventions that you see today were started by the black man. We're not dumb people. We never were dumb people. But we've always been looked at to be dumb people by others because others put us down so much. And when others put you down and you don't stand up and say, hey, that ain't me. Then basically, they look at it as you. But black people, very, very smart and intelligent. Who you think the inventors of mathematics came from? You think the inventors of mathematics came from the Europeans? <laughs> Boy, they tell you something and you believe it. It's like our brother said, uh, Brother Nas, in uh, his album titled, it was supposed to be titled uh, Nigga, but the record company at that time, I think it was back in 19, I'm sorry, 20, 20, uh, 2008 or something like that. And they says, no, he can't have the word nigga as a title. But in some of the lyrics in one of his songs, N-I-G-G-A, he has lyrics. We were scholars before colleges. And we were. We were scholars before colleges and we the, we, the, we the problem and the answer. We the problem and the answer. But when you look at that, how do you say, how does that relate to uh, Brother Reginald Lewis? A lot of these people who went out there and read about Mr. Lewis understand. They've changed up their dialogue into something that fits them, but basically it's based on a lot of what Mr. Lewis was talking about. That's why you have to go out there, figure out what you're good at. And then you go out there and you make it work for you. Never have a dream and do nothing with it. Just have a dream and oh, it's a dream. And then the day you die on your last, your last, your last words to yourself was, damn, I should have did that. Yeah, you should have done that. But when you alive and you're kicking, 
You never stop dreaming. You keep the dream going no matter what. To the day you have no breath in your body. That way you can never say, I didn't try. A lot of people like to give up. You should never give up. Never give up. A lot of people want you to give up. I'm talking about people that's not in your community because they look at it. Won't you? Uh, it's like uh, you put in a, uh, you a wrestler and you know you can't win. So what you do, they put you in a some kind of hole and here you go. You tap out. You don't have to tap out. You never tap out. You keep going. Don't let people defeat you. Never let people defeat you. Our brother Reginald Lewis died a very young man. When you look at it, he was young. I don't even think he was 50. Well, he's probably a little bit over 50, but wow. It, it, it's crazy because when we look at it, it's just crazy. Well, I'm going to give you a few facts on this brother. Matter of fact, he was, he, he was only 50. He was born December 7th, 1942. He's born in Baltimore. Our brother Reginald Lewis was born in Baltimore. Reginald F. Lewis, he died January 19th, 1993. So he didn't quite reach 50, or he barely he barely reached 50. So he's 50. He had one daughter, Christine Lewis, Christina Lewis. And he had his wife. The brother went to Harvard Law School. He went to Virginia State University. The brother put in the time and the hours. The brother was a philanthropist. He was a philanthropist. A philanthrop a philanthrop a philanthrop Sorry how I said these sometimes words. Like, ugh, get a little bit uh, messy, messy. But he was an African-American man in 1980s. And the first African to build a billion-dollar company, TLC Beatrice International Holdings. And that was the 80s. The brother was a threat. You imagine had that brother had to live, what kind of power he would have been. This brother was doing uh, big things back in the 80s. Imagine what he would have been doing today. But my brothers and my sisters, I wanted to put this out. Always remember, the dream never stops. Only you stop. Only you stop. But the dream still goes on. Because whatever you dreaming of, somebody else is already doing. And that's the thing. No matter what you dream of, somebody else is already doing if you want to go out there and do something, you go out there and you, ha you handle your business. You go out there and you handle your business. I'm not going to speak uh, too much longer. I'm going to play a little bit of this audio clip. And then we out of here on this Monday. But I just wanted to talk about our brother and let people know, hey, Reginald was the first man to start that billion dollar business. Wasn't Oprah. Wasn't Robert Johnson. It wasn't all these other people like you may think. They give you a certain few. But I'm going to continue on a little bit with this clip and you take it from there. It's from a show called Pioneer. And I'm just going to play a little bit more. And then, hey. 
has been generously provided by Taurus and Kimberly Richardson, Robert F. Smith, and the following. Reginald F. Lewis was born in Baltimore, Maryland in 1942. He was raised by a tight-knit family that nurtured a sound education, unyielding pride, and a strong work ethic. My grandfather said, uh, know your job and uh, you'll never be in a breadline. By the 1950s, racial tensions were deepening in Baltimore. It was the site of one of the nation's first sit-ins. Schools were being desegregated and white flight was peaking. So when we moved here, all the white people, there was a whole white block, moved out. So right from the beginning, we had obstacles at very young age that we were aware of. But mom and dad didn't bring it home. They just told us that we had to be twice as good and we had to work. My father was very driven from a very young age. When he was nine, he decided that he wanted to become the richest black man in America. He had a newspaper route in this neighborhood where he delivered Afro-Americans that mom took over for him one summer when she sent him to camp. He went to summer camp, and for two weeks, I served and collected the money. And the first thing he said when he walked through the door, where's my money? I said, I did the work. I earned the money. And he said, Mom, I'm going to get a lawyer and sue you. <laughs> Enormously. 
but at the risk of offending many friends there, it was not an especially happy time for me. And I well, my brothers and my sisters, see, what it is is when you're good, they want you. When you work hard, you should want yourself to be opening up your own business. That's just a little clip from a show called Pioneers, Reginald Lewis, the first African, uh, first American, I'm sorry, America's first black billion dollar businessman. You can check it out. It's on YouTube. Check it out. Or better yet, hey, get his book. Read for yourself. Read up on some of these brothers that we need to know more about, more so than the ones that they give us. I just wanted to drop that on today for Monday. I wanted to put this out last week, but the situation with our brothers and our sister that passed away, I just didn't want, I wanted to give them their due diligence like I wanted to give this brother his due diligence as being one of the pioneers in black history. You know, sometimes we never get that respect and we should, but until we own more media channels, more media outlets, more media platforms, our people ain't never going to get the respect and the due diligence that they deserve when all we care about is what others think, how others are doing, how others feel about us. We're never going to get that respect. And always remember, black people who have become billionaires in the last five to 10 uh, years, always remember, ask yourself, what have they really done? You know, giving back a, a park or a street or whatever, a youth center. But the real work comes from is jobs. We need more jobs. That's why we, see, I said the word we. We as black people have to find ways to create and develop jobs for our young as they come up. Not always seeking to find work with people that don't want them around. We, as a black community, we have to do this. You can send your kids to all the white schools in the world. But that don't make them no smarter than as if they went to a black school. Because it comes from work. When you want it, you go get it. You don't have to always be in the best schools. But when you want it and when it's ingrained in you, you go out there and you'll work harder. The whole purpose of this whole uh, podcast today is basically about hard work. And what you can accomplish if you put in the time and stop worrying about sitting in front of a TV or the new X game or the new Xbox or the new Jordans or the new Netflix special. Turn all that shit off and go out there and put in the time and teach your kids. The key is to teach your kids. If you don't want to do it, but at least teach your kids. But if you can't do it, it might be hard to teach. But hell, if it is, find somebody to teach them. Because the generations coming up after us, if things don't start to change, 
It's going to be a dismal, dismal, dismal time in black history. Because you're going to continue to allow the people who are on top of you to keep pouncing and pouncing and pouncing on you. Get out there. Start putting in the work. Do your job, black man, black woman. Start teaching your kids. If you can't do it, you don't want to start a business, you're afraid to start a business, try to encourage your kids. That's what they should be looking for. Kids who go to Harvard believe, believe it's better to create a job than to go out there and get a job. And ask two of their success, you ask Harvard's two successful non-graduates. That's Zuckerman, who owns Facebook, and Gates, who owns Microsoft. You can't do nothing without Microsoft, and you can't do nothing without Facebook. Those brothers went to Harvard, and they didn't graduate. They may have graduated since they left, but they were billionaires if they did graduate. But always remember, people who go to school or should go to school should remember to go out there and create. Especially if you're black and you're going to school, you should be going out there thinking about creating for your people. Because everybody else is going out creating for their people. Look at Facebook. Maybe 1% of its employees are black. Or maybe less than 1%. Look at Microsoft. Well, I don't know the data on Microsoft, so I ain't going to lie. And I only heard that about Facebook. I saw some uh, a couple of years ago, maybe 1% or maybe less than 1% were black. Why we can't start a Facebook? Why we can't start a Microsoft? We don't always have to be the ones to go out there and entertain others. When we could be in which we were inventors back in the day. But like I say, we don't get that credit. Other people get that credit because they had the money to steal your idea and put a patent on it. Therefore, that was it. We were inventors. We are the inventors of mathematics. Hidden figures. Surprised the hell out of me. The movie Hidden Figures on how sisters was going up there. Human computers. They were called computers. Black women. Computers. We can do anything that we set our mind to, uh, to do. The thing about us, we need to stop believing in what others are saying about us and about our abilities or just putting us and linking us to crimes and linking us to drugs and linking us to welfare and linking us to anything that's not on a positive note. Black folks lead every category, according to white folks, that's bad. We lead it. Anything that's good, we are nowhere near the top of the list. But that's because we let others dictate what numbers our numbers should be and what our numbers are. And then they put it out and post it in these polls and then they post it on television. Then they post it on uh, the Internet. All those areas are white, predominantly white owned. And black people don't dispute. Your politicians, your politicians are people basically are there to hold a chair. They're not there to give any type of an opinion that's really going to matter because they're not going to listen anyway. Unless you get in their face and you show them, you show them, I am not afraid of you. 
and you put it out there. But when you're afraid, and that's on that's like on any job. When you're right, when you're morally right, and you stand up, you let people know you might lose your job, but your next job won't be far behind because you will get another one, especially for standing up for some uh, principles that are lost in this country, and that's morally right principles. So many people have lost their morals, they don't even understand it. But hey, my brothers and my sisters, I just wanted to drop that. Our brother, I'm sorry, our brother, Reginald F. Lewis, today, January 6, 2020. I wanted to drop that little bit of history for you. You can take and do whatever you want with it. I hope you take, go and investigate, go check out the brother's book and see you too can do it if you put in the hard work. All right, my brothers and sisters, this is your brother. I'm out.